Welcome to the Minority Report, your place to get the latest pop culture news, celebrity takes, entertainment reviews, and minorities calling out cultural appropriation. We're your hosts, Josh Brown and Diego Ferreira, and today we're doing, once again, another, I guess, minority update. (laughs) Oh, I think that's not the right thing to say. (laughs) Minority update. (laughs) We're giving you news? Minority news. Um... So I guess I'll take the helm this time, because you did last time. Uh, yeah, so if that's what we're doing. So today we're discussing about something that we saw earlier this week. Um, an individual by the name of, I guess, Rosa. I don't really know much about her. I guess she's like kind of like a makeup individual on Twitter, kind of like related to James Charles. and um. No, she's a TikTok person. TikTok, but she does makeup, I'm pretty sure. Right, she thing. she's that famous for that one thing where it's like, oh my god, you got like, bitch, give me that. And it's like, she's just talking to herself, but then people take that TikTok and pretend they're having a conversation with her. Yeah, I don't have TikTok. So. I don't either. <laughs> I've just seen her. I didn't see that. On Twitter. But anyways, what happened this past, this, I guess like oh, this past week or a week ago. Um, about a week ago? About a week ago. It has passed insen- insensitive and racist comments towards, I guess, um, black individuals. Um, she made a tweet saying Nicki Minaj is so pretty, but OMG, she's ghetto as hell. She said, "Not nah, another tweet. Now go on and pop that pussy for a real N-word, but with two Qs. I don't want to say it. So she said that. You didn't see that? No, I, I know she said that. It's just if any, either one of us could say it, it's you. I don't want to say it. I, that's fine. Nicka. How about that? That's how, that's how it's pronounced, but she's basically trying to say it. Explicit. And then another one saying, oh, damn, oh, damn, I'm about to bust bust a rhyme on Nika. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, So, yeah. And then now we're getting to this thing where people are offen- basically defending her, saying that, oh, well, that's in the past. She was young. She doesn't know what she was talking about. Or I guess, like, I guess it's not valid. But... How do you feel about that? Like, is it not? Is it really not valid anymore? Just because it was tweeted back when they were like, I don't know, thirteen or fourteen. Uh, yes and no, because I think there's definitely it definitely needs to be acknowledged. I think. Mm-hmm. I feel you should mention that. Hey, I used to use it. I was stupid back then. I apologize. I think that's well and good to show that they've changed. But there's sometimes people dig up stuff. And then they have a continued trend of being a bad person or saying insensitive things. And you're just like, all right, well, this wasn't a mistake. This is just how they are, Hmm. which I don't know enough about Rosa. Maybe she's terrible. But if she seems to have clearly grown and publicly been better, then I feel like you can't hold that against her. She did have an apology, kind of. I'm looking at this this um screenshot and she says these are disgusting my mind at the time of these was so immature and i didn't realize how words can fucking hurt somebody but gives no validation for them i deleted them because that is not why i represent and i am deeply sorry to anybody i offended so yeah that's solid but of course that's obviously just like everyone's gonna apologize when they get caught it just matters what happens they do after we can't know she's a bad person because every sort of famous person is gonna write some generic apology Right. Which brings us to someone like Kevin Hart, which we talked about in the Twitter DMs when we were talking about this story, where when he got caught, brought up with all that stuff with the F word and homophobic slurs, mm-hmm. he apologized. 
but then the very next day he basically re- retracted that apology and then along with the other stuff he's done with like poor treatment of family you know with the cheating scandals and all that is kind of just like he's still showing that he's not a mature good person so that's why like when people bring it up Kevin Hart stuff up yeah you can say that's in the past but he's shown a continued trend of it just like with Chris Brown people are like oh he beat Rihanna when he was young and like she swung first so like it's not a bad day but then you there's still stories of him abusing people doing right. illegal things right that's what makes Chris Brown still a terrible person not just because maybe the hitting Rihanna was a mistake but you know what he keeps doing these bad things so that's what makes it easier for me at least to be like yeah this guy's a bad person of course i'm going to keep bringing up this terrible thing he did mm-hmm. um for me it's kind of like i don't know when you're you know right from wrong and the fact of the matter is like i think everyone can relate where we all said very questionable things when we were younger i mean yeah i mean it i don't think i posted Oh, I wasn't stupid enough to post it, right. though. I th- I definitely, you know, used homophobic slurs. I've used the N-word with friends, but, like, not, like, derogatory. Either way, not okay. Right. But and you now I don't. That. Right. And it's like, but at the same time, you we should have known right from wrong. You know if you touch, like, a burner, like, on the stove, if you touch a burner, it's hot. Will you touch it again? No, because it's hot. And I feel like the problem is maybe people weren't just called out on these type of things. Um, someone that comes to mind who, and I guess in the same position, is someone that's Camila Cabello, which is why I did have a huge crush on her, but now I do not stand her anymore <laughs> because of what I found. And she essentially, on her Tumblr post, said a lot of derogatory things. A lot. A lot. <laughs> and, and she clearly knew they were bad things to say. Correct. And then she was in Fifth Harmony, and, oh, God, what is her name? I can't remember her name. No name? No, Noami? No, no, yeah. You're, you're on I, the right track. I thought it was, like, no Normani, name. Normani, Normani. 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 She said a lot of questionable things to her, and Normani obviously spoke out about those type of things and said it very hurtful. And, once again, Camila Cabello was in, was in the uh, the papers and the news and everything, and she then came out with another apology. Um, and I guess now comes this thing is like, how can you, you, this is your second time being caught, you know, have you really, right. have you really learned have your you lesson? Changed? Now, granted it was, the first one was out in the 2000, like early 2010s. And then this other one came out with Fifth Harmony. And as of right now, we don't know anything that she has done. Um, right. I know there was the big, like argument she had with cupcake where she, she yeah, said sean mendez had a tiny penis <laughs> no because cupcake said she had sex with sean mendez <laughs> right. I, that was so funny. but apparently like camila started that oh i mean according to the tweet like that's why cupcake even said anything he's like well that's why like i <laughs> your oh, boyfriend has a tiny penis <laughs> oh, so like apparently it's still a continued trend mm-hmm. so that's why i'm just like well i don't She's like camila. Bad so then comes this thing where Rosa, or his name is like Adam Ray. Okay, that's his Twitter name, I guess. Adam. Um, it's, it's just yeah, he apologized, but to the thing is like we all. I mean, if you're on this, I'm not condoning. I'm not saying you should do it, but I guess like don't you shouldn't post that stuff online because everything will come back and bite you in the butt. And you right. should have known right from wrong, and we all should know right from wrong of what to say 
and what not to say. And it comes to that conversation where is our generation really sensitive? And it's like, I don't think we're sensitive. I think it's we're more yeah. aware. I don't think even think it's, yeah, more aware is a good word for it. It's that like we have access to it. Because back in the old days, you could see people being just as sensitive for everything. Mm-hmm. They canceled movies over the stupid, like one was a Santa Claus killer movie from like the 60s. Mm-hmm. They canceled showing that because it showed Santa Claus as a killer. Well, and now with, for instance, like I think what, what a year or two ago, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer is thing for bullying and they're saying like we can't show these to our kids and it's like things were different back then too right and that's that's, i didn't didn't see it was bullying until like someone brought it up and like it's a classic movie it's a classic movie it's just like there's a fine there's a fine line here it's kind of like where where is it okay where is it not okay like what's what's and how much of it is blown out of proportion for media outlets because a lot of times there's complaints that the media does that no one else has ever complained about Mm -hmm. you know how many people i've heard actually complain about rudolph the red-nosed reindeer like other than the couple, in, per, in person, in person, never, never, <laughs> never. I've seen it on tweets, but you know, half of those are people just joking around and like cause trouble, right? So I've never seen anyone in person be like, I can't watch Rudolph the Red Nosed There's too much bullying, and so yeah. I never heard that I'm in my life. By it. <laughs> and uh, but yeah, anyway, when those tweets came out, that's pretty. I remember watching shows back then where they were doing blackface. Mm-hmm. In mid two thousand, oh my god, what early was 2000. that? Was it was it Bugs Bunny? Is that one of the examples with Bugs Bunny? <laughs> no, it was Scrubs. They did blackface on Scrubs, and I was like, I was rewatching it a couple years ago, and I was like, oh my god, yeah, this was a thing, and this not, and back then it was okay, right? So now it, it's not okay. So it's one of those things where people were using words back then, like derogatory words, and they probably just thought it was okay. Like I would have given Kevin Hart a pass. If back I, then, because it was because the, it was, everybody was, was doing, you doing don't jokes, really it realize was, yeah, it's bad. Says it was funny back then, right? You know, and it's like, I mean, that's just when time changes. You know, you start saying things, and people start getting more aware. I don't, like I said, I don't think we're sensitive. I just think now it's more the fact right. that we're kind of like. I also hate the whole sensitive thing because it's like comedy changes. Like you can't say a joke from the 1920s and it still work today mm-hmm. because eras change like i'm sorry it's not that people are sensitive it's that you're not as funny you're not funny like you were funny at a time you're not funny now yeah and that's what happens um but yeah so what do you guys think about people digging up old tweets yeah what do you think about it i think i didn't know there was an echo here echo uh well also it's like that comes in the thing where again like media does blow things out of 100% 100% proportion and that brings us to our next topic recently okay, segue segue, segue. <laughs> there's I had to find something I was gonna stop you back there but you kept going and I was like all right I'm gonna pull back and try and bring it back in <laughs> um brings us to our next point this past week I saw a tweet um so we all know the weekend love him just in a um album review on him check it out um uh, but recently we had there's an article that came up about how the weekend is claiming that Usher, Usher Raymond, has copied his copied his music essentially. Um, Climax, Climax is copying or taking the style of House of Balloons by the weekend. And to me, I think it was blown out of proportion because the title of the article says the weekend claims Usher copied his style and hit song Climax, and then the weekend says it was very flattering. And then this uh, ended right here. <clears throat> Excuse me. The Weeknd said, I heard Climax, that Usher song, and was like, holy fuck, that's a Weeknd song. 
And he says, though the singer says he was initially upset after hearing Usher's tune, he ultimately took the project as a compliment to his music, musical flow. It was very flattering. The Weeknd told the outlet, I knew I was doing something right, but I also got angry. But the older I got, I realized it's a good thing. And then in the comments, people were kind of saying like, oh my gosh, like Usher was doing this stuff way before you, uh, Weekend. Like he was doing falsetto and all that stuff. You're basically copying him. But then Diego and I sat here and actually compared those songs together, at least the album and the Which the together. people arguing for Usher is, it's one of those things, the weekend's music is unique. Mm-hmm. The singing style has been Not, around yeah. since Prince. Right. So, but then the argument, we don't, we listen to both songs, Dumb. we don't know what he's, is he, is he complaining about the singing style, right. which has been around since Prince, which would be stupid. Right. Or is he talking about the music itself? The music itself, Climax, sounds like a generic house song, mm-hmm. which makes sense. It's made by Diplo, mm-hmm. who makes house EDM music. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we were flabbergasted. Flabbergasted. <laughs> How dare you talk about him like that? <laughs> <laughs> because I, we can't really tell what he's talking is copied or influenced. I don't know. The sound maybe like him like you said the singing has been around everyone does it i feel like and it's just i feel like it's just one of those things where people just want to get pissed off over things but my whole point here about, but i feel like that's the weekend's fault because he's the one first of all bringing up this complaint again media right yeah <laughs> but he clearly says he was upset about it right they definitely titled this article to get clickbait and arguments and it worked but you definitely tell Weekend was a little bit salty about this to even bring it up and right. somehow compare it to himself. But the thing that everyone keeps kind of like glossing over is that he's saying that it was in, it, House of Balloons influenced Usher's climax song. And then people are saying like, whoa, no. And then how the article was twisted was saying like, oh my gosh, like no, like Weekend saying that Usher copied him. Right. Which are not, it gets in this conversation where is influencing and copying the same thing. No, it's not. Influence, influencing is not the same thing as copying. That's just how music grows. Correct. Influencing each other. And, but of course, media takes it and they say, said they copy. copied. Right. And it's like, if you, that's another thing too, people read the art. Every single time I see an article where it has like something controversial, I always read it. Because I'm just like, people are underneath the comments saying certain things. I'm like, is this actually like, is this actually what is, is this what we're actually fighting about right now? I don't think that we're all on the same page here. Right. And yeah, it's media's fault. Weekend's fault. But how much influence do you think that song had with Usher? Do you think it really had any? No, I don't think it had. We listened to it. I right. don't think, I think it was just, I think it was just one of those happy coincidences. Like uh, prime example, the, what was that one song with, um, Oh, it was a two, with was it Bryson Tiller exchange and then Jake Cole? Um, First of all, I you brought it up. I do that is I don't think that's a coincidence. Someone stole something <laughs> because that's the exact same song. <laughs> you're you're right. You're I, right. I don't know who stole it from where and how that even got approved. What song was it? Jake Cole exchange and Deja Vu. Deja Vu, and then they say that it's like the pr- something I messed up there. <laughs> but it's it's like one of those things where it's kind of like I guess like it's not coincidence but like I guess it was like released around the same exact time House Balloons came out in 2011 Climax came out in 2012 maybe Diplo listened to some of his music and it was like 
oh, this is what I do. I wonder if I can like somewhat. Or, or maybe Usher heard The Weeknd's voice like, okay, this next song, I'm going to focus more high notes. I will say that the Usher's earlier music are is not as high sounding as The <laughs> Weeknd. So if he's talking, so I guess like the falsetto, if he's referring to that, then I can understand. Yeah, there's an argument to be made, but isn't it is not as extreme as Bryson Tiller and Jay Cole? I don't. I'm still <laughs> don't know how that happened because you, it's the exact same beat. You looked up, didn't you? You they, didn't they say that they just don't know? Well, no, it was like the producer said, like, yeah, he stole my beat. I like he's like, no, I just happened to have like have the exact same. What is it's like? I, <laughs> I don't know how you both sampled the exact same <laughs> song with like the exact same drums, but that's a one in a, and you both sold it to a top artist, but you, you did. I don't know how you did it, but you did. But the, someone copied. That's what happened. Someone copied. That's funny. I don't know. I mean, personally, I get attacked when people attack my boy, The Weeknd. And The Weeknd actually, actually, now that I think about it, The Weeknd also tweeted something about this situation um, I gotta pull it up here. Please talk to fill fill in the time here. So yeah, Josh is typing on Twitter. I found it. So it says, <laughs> so Thomas Weasley first tweeted the production on Climax lends itself the House of Balloons era, The Weekend. When I heard those early records, they blew my mind. Soulful in their silences and a spacey, iconic voice that felt uniquely internet. The idea of R and B having dark edges was what I wanted to bring to Usher, Thomas Weasley, Diplo. All right. The weekend quote tweeted, of course, media blows things out of proportion and takes things out of context. Usher is a king and always an inspiration. So it was flattering to hear what him and Diplo did on the climax. So they're cool. That's good. Right. So that, that, that was a quote saying Diplo did take the influence from weekend. Jacques. There you go. We solved the case. But didn't <laughs> Diplo also come out and say, I didn't. He did. He actually did. He actually in that article he did say it. no. The first article with people, he's like, I did not like. It was like a coincidence, something like that, or it just so happened. So, people's again media lying, media lying, or or Diplo lying. I don't know. Someone's lying, and All I can right. tell you right now, it's not. It's not Abel. It's probably Usher. No, so he didn't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. I- I just feel like it's a very stretch to say those songs are similar production. I guess yeah, maybe I don't maybe know what the voice is talking about. I I don't know who's smoking what to lead to this, but <laughs> it don't make sense. It's to cocaine. What well, the comment says, cocaine is it's Weekend doing all that cocaine. <laughs> it's getting to his head. <laughs> like, uh, but I guess uh, I don't know. I don't even know what to say because those songs sound nothing alike to me. They. I guess there's reverb on his voice. <laughs> That's about That's it. a similarity. <laughs> no one's ever added reverb to their voice. True. That's unique. <laughs> unique. Um, well, Listen to our discussion I, podcast next week. I do not have a segue for this one. Um, actually, trolls? <laughs> did you mention something about trolls? <laughs> yes, I did. Okay, so last week we did our last episode for the Minority Report news. We did talk about how movie or not companies are now taking their um, movies and moving it to streaming sites. And recently, Trolls just came out and are put on streaming sites. I'm pretty sure it's like a two day trial, not two day trial, two day renting. I don't even know, but it's 20 bucks to rent for two days, which I absurd and people actually did it too 
Um, but it was slated for the movie theaters, and obviously with the virus going around, it wasn't possible. Which brings us to AMC. Uh, this past week, we did see an article where it says AMC is now filing for bankruptcy. And because I guess they can't afford, I, I don't really know exactly. This is. Can we look up the net worth of AMC right now? Net worth of AMC. Yeah, because I just really want to know. You know what? You want your stocks? Something. Just give me how much revenue they bring in a their year. Their net income relocated in 2000. Their net income in 2018 was 110.1 million. And then their total assets is equated to 9.496 billion. Yeah, it makes sense why they can't afford anything. <laughs> makes sense. So they probably were eligible for this $2 million surplus. Two mm-hmm. trillion, sorry. Oh, with a T? Yeah, trillion surplus. They were probably eligible to get that. Oh. Are they owned by a Fortune 500 company? Because they that's... actually, a private equity firm by the name of Silver Lake Partners made a $600 million investment in AMC in September 2018. So, either way, they're getting a bunch of money from people. Yeah. For no reason. They probably got a giant tax cut or influx of money since this corona thing happened. Mm-hmm. And they're somehow closing down. Which just sort of speaks they're to in talks. They're, they're in talks. talks. They're in talks. There's talks of filing bankruptcy. And if you don't know, bankruptcy at the top does not affect anybody. You, <laughs> you make a lot of money from bankruptcy if you're at the top. Yeah. Uh, everyone at the bottom screwed. Mm-hmm. It puts out a lot of people, but all that money they saved from not paying you mm-hmm. goes directly back to the top people. <laughs> so what that tells me is they don't want to spend the money to keep AMC open and would rather just hoard it, basically. That's crazy. Because there's no way AMC, who just recently got a $600 million investment. 2018. So it was two years ago. Two years ago. But that's still pretty recent yeah. to blow $600 million. Yeah. Uh, and they probably got a lot of investments on the way, plus yeah. the corona tax breaks. Yeah. That just tells me they don't want to pay the people for the theater they don't want to pay the benefits they don't want to pay anything uh, for whatever reason it's funny because seeing those articles it's kind of like amc theaters may never recover and shut down for good and it's kind of like now it makes me wonder how these other movie theaters are like are doing you know i mean i don't think i mean personally i don't want to watch movies through streaming sites i don't want to pay 20 bucks to have a movie for two days are you you kidding me like that's (laughs) that's a lot of money (laughs) like right and and what it tells me is like there's lower movie theaters that aren't going to shut down from this because there's the one down in Columbus and it's like that little Marcus? like no it's like that little two theater one on I don't know what you're talking about it's like on Indianola I think oh but, I know you're oh 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 I don't right. know what you're talking about yeah it's got like a, a, is it first way first Skyview maybe anyway it's got two theaters it's just got it shows two movies at a time and it's got a bar inside. And it's, I think it's Skyview. And it's pretty nice. They're not going to shut down after this. Are they going to be hurting? Yeah. Yeah. I think everyone's going to be hurting. But they're going to remain open. So a place like AMC that's bringing in millions, billions, mm-hmm. shutting down, air quotes, it, it's because they don't want to pay people. Right. I don't know. I mean. But that does lead to, I also do not want to stream like. I already don't like movies, but I go to the theater because I like the fake nacho cheese 
and the pretzels. Such a poor reason to go I, there. That's like I could wa- never watch a movie the rest of my life. I'd be satisfied. <laughs> Lol. But <laughs> but that the theater experience, you know, food, the chairs that give you the kicked up. You get a nice foot rest, like a lounge chair. That's the thing too, because you pay. See, that's where it gets. Because I'll do it. Like I I love going to the movies. I love seeing movies opening night, and to do that when we saw logan it was 13 dollars. yes i cried don't leave me alone <laughs> it was a sad it was a sad movie at the end all right <laughs> me and my friend riley were just sitting there staring your at friend it's our friend i mean you talked to her a lot more it's than my I do, friend but anyway <laughs> okay. we were just staring at him like is he crying it's sad it was sad. besides the point it was 13 dollars, and with the money you did buy it just for the movie ticket you had surround sound you had dolby vision you had a big screen from you had reclining seats you had heated seats for $13. What makes you think I'm going to pay 20 bucks to watch something on my TV? Which is worse. Worse Correct. environment. And it's not even the same. And not, what, if I, what if I have, I mean, I don't, but what if I had like a 32 inch with boo-boo sound coming out of the back of the TV? Right. It's not the same feeling. And it's getting me, it's getting me nervous because I'm just kind of like, how long is this virus going to last? Because like there are movies that are coming out, big blockbusters, not, not the biggest blockbusters, but big movies coming out here soon. Right. I'm assuming you really want to watch Black Widow. I want to see Black Widow. And it got pushed back to September. And it also get, falls into like the other parts of the entertainment industry. I'm going to see The weekend. supposed to see him in June. Push, uh, he's going, he didn't announce anything yet, but it's going to be pushed back. Harry Styles, put, like, I don't know if he canceled or pushed back his tour. Justin Bieber pushed back his tour. And in the NBA now, it's just... I can't keep doing this, you know, <laughs> like, and the thing is streaming big blockbuster as the next step makes complete sense. That's you have your streaming services. Why else would you have your own independent streaming service? If you're not going to put your own theater review on it, right. Or theater releases on it right away. Cause you go straight there you don't have to make a DVD copy. People will just spend money on your streaming service. Because majority of people actually get digital copies anyways. They don't even right. get like, the hard copies. So then they'll spend the extra money to like rent it, and then eventually they just have it owned because they own the streaming service. Mm-hmm. This is basically what's gonna ha- what Netflix did to Blockbuster is what's going to happen with theaters. There's going to be a place for theaters. I don't think they're going to be as big. You think so? Yeah, in the next few years, because that's just people I mean, we did prefer. Talk, we did talk about that. And yeah, people right. prefer not paying people, and they don't want to pay the theater whatever small percentage they have to pay the theater. But then now you got to worry about upcharging on streaming sites. So that what Disney right because like, they monopolized everything. That's correct. Disney so now Plus they can charge like twenty dollars for a movie. It's seven dollars a month. So I can only imagine them start being like, okay, well now we're giving you these big blockbusters. Let's bump it to 20, 20 Right, because we have to afford making these And the movies. thing is, we're more than likely going to do it. Because there's a, no other option. Right, and as a consumer, you think to yourself, okay, well, I get the biggest blockbuster movies, and I also get these TV shows coming out as well. And it's getting to the point, I mean, guys, I had to say it, we might be in a lockdown for the rest of our lives at this rate. <laughs> <laughs> like, we might as well as, but there's, no, there's not going to be any reason for you to leave the house to go for any entertainment reasons. And I doubt that concerts will ever go virtual, but Dua Lipa just did, like, a performance on Jimmy Fallon. Wow, was that a se- that, was that a perfect segue? It, wa- it was. I, didn't, I was not going to talk about it. But it was just perfect. It was. It was. A- but, like, she just did, like, a whole performance via video cam. And like, was it great? I mean, 
it was good for a that's the first I've ever seen a concert or like a performance done right like and that. if it was professionally done with a lot of other people correct and then it gets to this thing too where I know that Doja I always see Doja Cat I just can't I cannot just not, not talk about her but Doja Cat did a performance of Say So and Juicy for like MTV but it was in a confined space with just like two other dancers so like is this like that I don't like I don't think they'll do it I think concerts are a little bit different since it's you get to see the artist in person. Correct. But theaters, it's one of those things where like, well, I have a solid enough sound system and it's like available to me right away. The concert thing is you're actually seeing a live person mm-hmm. with you. Because like music right now, you can just stream a live version of them on YouTube or you can just listen to their live studio album they have. Or you can just listen to the album yourself. Now, my thing is, too, is like, it's funny because, like, I'll go to a concert, but I'll never understand why I go to a concert because I'm paying $150 plus to see another human being performing my favorite songs right. that I could just listen to on my my iPhone. Right. That's a, honestly why I usually or watch don't on YouTube. go to concerts. Before I went to the Bruno Mars concert, I can tell you right now, I knew that whole entire concert before I went to that concert because <laughs> I watched a lot of videos on it. Right. That's why concerts won't ever change because people want to see that live performance Correct. themselves. It's but like this... how long do you think that will last before they're like, dude, I can make as I can make as much money as I can because the thing is, like, the weekend's putting out his merch all the time, and the same merch is going to be at the concert is online. He can get all his that's, that's the majority of their money right there. I think concerts will still be a thing because name recognition and branding is kind of you're losing a whole part of selling things because people love to see the performances and while they're there then they're impressed with their performance or drunk they're buying your merchandise sometimes they won't buy your merchandise online they'll wait till they actually go to your concert i don't know the percentages but i'm pretty sure the reason why tickets are usually so much is because not a big percentage but a reasonable size percentage goes to that venue so if oh, anything, yeah. the artist isn't losing that much. They get their money. They get a lot. They get their main source of income from their tours. Yes, from the merchandise. I agree with that. Right. But in the long term, you're thinking like, if you find a way, if they find a way to make music not doing tours. If anything, venues will be taking a bigger hit. Yeah. If anything, I think there will be no need to play these big venues. Mm-hmm. You can play a lot smaller shows, quicker shows. If you do. I'm, I'm thinking about it. Of like not confined space, but a smaller place where you definitely would get the money. These smaller stu- like uh, venues won't charge as much for you to perform there. Right. Getting, and also the, the exclusivity of it. Thinking like, hey, be the first 1,000 people to come in here. Right. Tickets are going to go just like that. Right. See, thing is, we got sporting events. And you can use the same argument for sporting events. The only sports that I think would get affected are outside sports. You don't want to sit in the cold. Mm-hmm. You'd rather watch it from home if you're going to have to sit in the cold. Mm-hmm. There's still people who go to it, the loyal fans, the smaller number. Which they can also do domes too. Right. But a place like basketball, people don't usually go because, you know, there's a lot of games. Mm-hmm. And like, there are the people who say, I'd rather see it from TV for regular season games. Mm-hmm. But they still go to basketball games because it's indoors. You don't, the only excuse not to go is like, it's a regular season game. Mm-hmm. So I think for bigger events, concerts sports people will still go to them even if it's all up close and better camera work because the experience Mm -hmm. theater is different 
because at the end of the day, the consumer will look at it as like, well, all I'm doing is watching a movie outside the comfort of my own home. I can experience nearly the same exact thing at my house. I can't get the same experience for a sporting event or a concert event in my own home. If we end up getting technology that lets us have that experience, it pretty kind of already, it kind of because with NBA they have a VR thing, right? Right. It's not, That's what right, I was right, going to bring up. I say it's not the same, right. but it's pretty. It's pretty damn close. Right. It's pretty. It's pretty solid. Mm-hmm. The only thing is like finals experience, like or not finals playoffs. Playoffs is a completely different atmosphere. You have to go. You have to go. You have to go there. Right. You have to be there. But then it's kind of like, all right, well, great. But then these eighty-four games. Right. That's. Whatever. That's where it would like that's where it would take interfere with it. Okay. Which is why like they charge for league pass for you to be able to do that VR thing cuz mm-hmm. which is what they'll probably do for concerts. They'd be like, "All right, $20 entrance fee, $50 whatever it is mm-hmm. to watch this concert." And then whatever. But they I still think people would go to smaller venues to see this cuz then that leads to closer Inter- more interaction which is what people want from a concert because if you're people, sitting in the nosebleed that's, that's of a true, concert because that's the reason why nosebleeds cost are so it's like 60 bucks why because you're so far away there's a reason why those down seats down there are like 500 floor seats are 500 dollars right it's like i want to be close to which i will i don't think i ever pay i don't think i ever pay that much money for i mean if i was rich if i was rich yeah. i do it i don't understand people do it all the time honestly like <laughs> that's that's a lot of money being just like forked out but yeah, I mean, going to smaller venues, I think, is something that we can. I think that's see. what's more likely to happen than all concerts get canceled. Right. They I didn't, would switch. Be, I didn't think to be canceled, right. but I think that the whole thing about having this they virtual would, thing you would not see is many Madison Square Garden performances or Staples Center's performances, or or if I say, or if anything, instead of making their tours like you know, like a whole U.S. fifty state um, road trip, they probably should announce like what. 20 right just for those like, bigger venues and you would see they would limit the number of seats mm-hmm. because they'd be like all right you can sit in the nosebleeds or we can charge you the same price to enter the concert virtually mm-hmm. that's more so what i would see so happening. you would think it would be so like i'm i'm thinking maybe like floor seats are probably like the higher price and everything up there is just like visual which yeah which sense. higher up they'd probably just be like all right we don't even have this section we'll just send you like a yeah. link to the stream that's fair. So. Wow, that can so that conversation can go on forever. A lot of possibilities for that, <laughs> as you as you can tell. Right. But um, we're going to wrap it up today. Let us know how what you think um, at our Twitter account, T Minor Report. Make sure you follow us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts to get all the releases of the new episodes. As usual, I'm Josh Brown. On my other on my left hand <laughs> side of me is Diego Ferreira. Thanks for tuning in today. Enjoy your week.